Hello everyone, Art Burns here, wishing you well today. Coming at you from, back from the dining room office here as uh, some gentlemen downstairs are doing some tile work in the bathroom uh, by my office. And so uh, that's very loud down there. So we're gonna stay up here for the day. Hope you're okay with that. Uh, so yesterday we talked about uh, you know the simple practice, the simple informal practice of bringing awareness and attention to our sensations, our emotions, and our thoughts, right? This is a wonderful little practice you can do. Uh, again, it's a very informal practice, just kind of any time during the day, as many times as you can, just kind of stopping what you're doing and just bringing awareness to this. And this is mindfulness, right? This is paying attention to what's happening. The reason why we use our sensations of our body, our emotions, and the thoughts in our mind is because the, these three ingredients, these three aspects of our experiences are, they're basically the ingredients of every experience we have, right? Anything that we, we go through, right? Whether it's something going through from the outside, you know, of a, of a physical experience out in the real world, or it's something generated from inside of us, right? You know, concerns about the future, uh, you know, ruminations about the past, even positive things, right? Whatever it is, whether it's internal or external, we're always going to have those three ingredients or those three elements associated with that experience, okay? We're always going to, to experience things in our body, we're going to experience them in our emotions and we're going to experience them in our thoughts okay so so bringing awareness to these things is is to bring awareness to our experience and bring awareness to our experience current in the moment experience without judgment well, that is practicing mindfulness. And, and the, the studies have shown, as I've talked about ad nauseum here, the studies have shown, I mean, it's, it's very unambiguous, the benefits that we get from, from doing this, from paying attention to the present experience that we're having as it's unfolding and doing so without judgment, right? Doing so without kind of, you know, thinking that certain aspects are boring, certain aspects are exciting, and, and just sort of accepting what is, is arising as it's, as it's happening, right? The the, the benefits of to our physical uh, well-being, to our emotional resilience, our emotional intelligence, our emotional regulation, and the and the ability to not get you know sort of swept up in our thoughts, right? That these <laughs> these benefits are you know, again, unambiguous and, and, and literally in, in, you know, scientific, you know, studies and, and, and evidence shows that this is absolutely true. And there's, you know, again, no ambiguity at all to it. And so, so by doing this, you know, now, yes, it's very, very helpful, as I said yesterday, to do a formal meditation as well. Okay. But we can formally meditate every day where we just focus on something like our breath, you know, for a period of time, every single day, this is going to help to, to facilitate this ability to to pay attention to what's happening as it's happening right but a lot of people feel like they don't have time to do meditation and and that's okay i get it especially in these days with everything going on uh, especially parents of young children uh people who are working from home it seems like there's more demands on us than there ever were before and of course we have more concerns and worries happening and so so it's fine if you feel like you can't do a formal meditation then doing this is very very helpful Okay, now yesterday, um, oh, but by the way, before I get into the actual practice again, you know, it, it's really helpful to, to pay attention to these three elements of our experience for another very specific reason, right? And the reason is that these three aspects of our experience, okay, these three elements, the, the body, the emotions, and the thoughts, right, they exist, they, they kind of occur, I should say, as a cycle. 
okay? And so, so let me explain how that happens, right? Now, again, because it's a cycle, it could start in any way, right? Like it could start with a sensation, it could start with an emotion, or it could start with a thought. But generally speaking, I would say most often, it starts with thoughts, right? Because we're very thinking animals as human beings, right? I don't know if you're aware of this, but human beings have on average over 60,000 thoughts a day. How exhausting is that to even just think about that, right? But it's true, 60,000 times you have a thought go through your mind, right? And so, so what has, so let's start the cycle with the thoughts, okay? But again, it can start in any, you know, any, uh, you know, phase of the three-part cycle, right? Um, so we have a thought, right? You know, a thought pops into your mind, right? And they seem to come out of nowhere, right? And then that's part of the cycle. Um, but, but the thought is of uh, a project at work. Right, so so you're you know you're you're driving your car, you're you're you know maybe on the way to work, maybe you're on your way home, maybe you're on your way to the store to pick up your kids, what have you, and you're driving your car, and all of a sudden you have this thought about this project at work, right? Now, now you know if the project's going really well, and you feel you know you're going to get a certain emotion from that thought, right? And that emotion, if the project is going if the project is going very well, then the thought you're the emotion you're likely to have after the thought of this project is going to be a positive emotion, right? You're, you're likely to feel, you know, maybe pride, maybe excitement, maybe uh, satisfaction, maybe, you know, financial, you know, reward is going to give you some sort of, you know, happiness or, or you know, uh, assurance of some sort, you know, it's going to be a positive emotion, right? Now that positive emotion is going to manifest a sensation in your body. Right, so, so if it's a positive emotion, generally speaking, that's gonna be associated with something like a vibration somewhere in your body, right? Like maybe a, a little you know, jittery, you know, giddy feeling in your chest and your, your shoulders, or maybe it's a, 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 just an uplifting feeling that you get from that, right? Now that sensation is going to send a message up to your brain that, hey, things are good. Let's have another one of those thoughts. Let's think something else good, you know? And, and then you're gonna think another thought about this project, or maybe it's gonna to lead to something else. Maybe it's gonna to lead to the vacation you're gonna be able to afford as a result of the financial reward, or it's gonna to lead to, you know, just the, the idea that you don't have to worry about, you know, your job security or something like that. And you're gonna go on and on in that cycle, right? Another thought's gonna happen, it's gonna produce another happy and positive emotion, and that's going to produce another sensation in your body that's going to be aligned with that emotion, right? And then again, on and on and on in an upward, what we call a virtuous cycle. Right? Now, <laughs> let's say that project isn't going so well. Right? Let's say you're behind schedule, you're over budget, you're, you're worried about something, right? So, you know, somebody hasn't gotten back to you on something. There's some sort of crisis involved. And unfortunately, this is more likely to be the case, right? Most of the time, because of the way our brains and our minds are wired, we're almost always going to, when thoughts pop into our mind, they're almost always going to pop into a negative aspect of our experience, of our lives, right? So, and this is because we're wired for survival. Right, like you know, we're you know over the course of the hundreds of thousands of years of evolution, right? We have wired, you know, our, our brains again have been evolutionary wired to to survive, right? So so the things that are happy and positive in your life. Those are not the things that you need to worry about, right? And, and your, your instinct of your brain and the, the very you know, primal uh, instincts that you have in your, in your you know, very automatic part of your brain knows this, right? And it knows that what's, what's much more uh, important to, to you know, acknowledge and pay attention to 
are the scary things, right? The things that are gonna worry you. So more than likely, when you think about a project at work, you're unfortunately going to be thinking about a negative aspect of a project, right? Now, the good news is that mindfulness is gonna help you to reduce this and, and get you to think about more of the positive things, but we'll get into that in another video. But just suffice to say that you're, you're driving along and this project from work comes up in your mind, right? As a thought, right? But again, you know, maybe you're over budget, maybe you're uh, behind schedule, maybe you're waiting for somebody to get back to you that's a really important question, they're not getting back to you, right? Now, what emotion is going to generate from that, right? What emotion is gonna, you know, happen as you're thinking this thought that's a, a, a you know, a thought of, of fear and, and concern and uncertainty, right? Well, it's going to be a negative emotion, right? It's hard to say exactly what negative emotion, but it's gonna be a negative emotion of some kind, right? So maybe it's it's fear, right? Which is the, the king of stress, right? Uh, maybe, it's, uh, maybe it's some sort of, um, you know, sadness. Maybe it's disappointment. Maybe it's, um, you know, any negative aspect of the emotion, I'm sure you can kind of, you know, get a feel for that, right? But ultimately, it's all gonna boil down to something that's rooted in fear, which is gonna trigger the stress, right? So, but anyway, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> so you have this thought over budget. You know, you're waiting for somebody to get back to you on a, on a, a price change of something because you, you had to change the aspect of a project. They haven't gotten back to you, so you don't even know if you're over budget or not, right? That's a very scary thought. I am familiar with that as a, as a former producer in the advertising business so I know what that feels like right and so every minute that goes by that you haven't gotten that answer you know you're going to again you're gonna think about it you're gonna have emotion and then that emotion is going to manifest a sensation in your body now generally speaking when you're talking about fear-based emotions right you're gonna get that that grinding feeling in your stomach you know maybe even a little burning feeling in your stomach maybe even a little feeling of like nauseated kind of feeling right um, or maybe it's a tightness in the chest right Right? Maybe you'll feel your heart racing a little bit. Maybe you'll you'll um, you know feel a, again a tightness or a shortness of breath, right? Or maybe there's a heat happening. Like whenever I used to get you know angry, you know people would tell me that my ears got red because I always you know that that always had a heat to it, right? Um, so whatever that is for you, you know that sensation of your body that's going to send another message up to your brain. But this message is, is something your brain, again, your brain is wired to look out for the negative, right? So, so when it senses even a slight you know, tightness or, or queasiness of the stomach, even a slight rise in the, in the heart rate or the respiratory system or, or a slight you know, tightness happening, your brain is gonna now flip the emergency switches and say something's wrong here, right? There's something that we need to be worried about. Our body is going through something that is scary and now it's going to give you more thoughts about what could possibly be wrong. I'm trying to search for it. What is it? What is it? What's going wrong? How can I help you solve this, my body, right? That's <laughs> what your brain and your mind are doing but of course there's nothing to solve right like that's the thing like your brain and your body are reacting in a way as though you're you know physically under attack of some sort and that's the stress response right and so so but again the, the same cyclical action happens as it did when I first described the good mood that we were in right the good positive state of mind and the positive happy emotions and the positive happy feelings in our body same thing happens in a downward spiral 
right? So you have this thought, this emotion of fear, then uh, a, a tightness in your stomach or in your chest. Now your your mind has another thought of like, well, if, you know, who knows how far over budget you are now, right? And who knows if it's gonna be late also. And now, you know, another emotion. Like now I'm even more afraid. Now there's even a tighter feeling. And now, well, what if you lose your job? <laughs> and, and then what if you lose your family? And what if you lose your da, 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 da. And now, before you know it, I mean, maybe you're you're driving, now you're, you're squeezing the steering wheel and that's sending another message up to your brain. And now you're stuck in a full-blown, what we call the amygdala hijack, right? Where your 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 brain and your, you know, the, the emotional center of your brain has now taken over and is now driving the bus, right? And, and there's nothing you can do, right? You're just along for the ride and it's not a comfortable ride, right? It's very painful, very, you know, bumpy, very, very traumatic sometimes, right? So I'm sorry to paint such a bleak picture, but unfortunately, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people out there watching this video can identify or listening to this podcast can identify with what I'm saying, right? Because this is how it happens, right? Now, again, this can sometimes happen on a very sort of low level of, you know, it doesn't have to always be a very overpowering thing that happens, but it's on a spectrum and sometimes it is very overpowering, right? And so yesterday we talked about you know, bringing awareness to this whole cycle, but specifically, you know, paying attention to the thoughts and, and, and noting where the thoughts are. Right, so, so in this particular case, the thought is in the future, right? I'm thinking about this outcome of something that could have that could go wrong, right? But let's say the project is something that already happened, right? And now I'm thinking about, you know, what somebody else dropped the ball that made the project go wrong, right? Now the thought is in the past, right? And so so by by noticing where the thoughts are, what, what it does is gives us an indication of where our emotions are going to be, okay? Because generally speaking, when you're thinking about something in the future, you're going to, you know, the, the emotions that are going to associate that with that are, are emotions of anxiety, right? In the, in the neighborhood of anxiety, right? Worry and, and uncertainty and fear and all the things that you would associate under the umbrella of anxiety, right? Whereas if you're thinking about things in the past, right? Regret, um, you know, rumination. These are things that are going to be sort of under the umbrella of something like depression, right? It's going to be sadness. It's going to be, you know, disappointment. It's going to be, uh, again, regret, you know, rumination. The, if only I had done this, if I could have done this, you know, and all these things, right? So, as you can see, right, this is a very connected um, cycle, right? The, the thoughts, the emotions, the sensations, it's, it happens in a cycle, right? And so while yesterday I talked about using this practice to pay attention to the thoughts, okay, you can also use this practice to pay attention to the emotions, right? And you can do this, you can do both right? There's no problem with doing both, right? And you also, of course, you can pay attention to the sensations, right? But the thing is that the, the emotions and the thoughts control the sensations so much, sometimes it's easier to start with one of these, right? So, so if you want to pay attention to the emotions that are happening around this thing, right? What you can do is you can simply allow yourself to name the emotions that you're feeling. Okay, now this is not as easy as it might sound, okay? A lot of times, you know, I ask people to do this and they're like, 
I think I'm not feeling any emotion, but that's just not true, right? <laughs> you could be feeling any number of emotions, but it's almost never that you're not feeling any emotion, right? But it's just not strong enough for you to say like, okay, yeah, that's anger, that's fear, that's that's this big emotion that I'm feeling, right? And so the more we, we try to pay attention to the emotions by naming them, right? It does two really important things. Number one, it gives us a better awareness of the emotions, right? An emotional intelligence, right? An emotional intelligence starts with self-awareness on an emotional basis, right? So so the more we're able to, to, to identify the emotions that we're feeling, and again, normally there's maybe one big emotion that we, that we feel but that's not the whole picture. You know, normally there's, you know, that at, underneath that one big emotion, there's a lot of other emotions kind of bubbling through, right? So, you know, so in, in other words, you might feel uh, a sense of anger, but below that anger, you you feel a resentment, you feel a a, a fear, you feel a, a an uncertainty, you feel maybe even jealousy, any of these things, right? And it trickles down. So, so it's kind of like a reverse pyramid, right? Like the, the big emotion is here and then, down, 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 down come all these other emotions. Usually at the bottom of it is fear, right? And that's why so many of us are stressed out all the time. We feel stress on a chronic basis because stress is caused by fear, right? But anyway, as we name these emotions, right? As we say, okay, I'm feeling the anger, but what else am I feeling? I'm feeling, you know, um, you know, uncertainty, or I'm feeling jealousy, or I'm feeling concern, or I'm feeling worry, I'm feeling fear, I'm feeling fear. Wow, look at that, I'm feeling fear. What you're doing is, again, number one, you're, you're increasing your awareness of your emotions so that next time a mindfulness coach asks you, what are your emotions right now? You're not gonna say, oh, I don't think I'm having emotions right now. You're gonna be able to see what those emotions are. And, and, and in seeing them, you can now take action to control them. Okay, so that's the first benefit and the important one. But the second thing that's going to happen, right, is that as you're naming the emotions, now here's the way it works on like a brain science level, right? Generally speaking, the right hemisphere of your brain, right, your brain is made up of two separate hemispheres, right, and they're connected with all these different fibers, right, and what's called the colossus, uh, colossum, um, Corpus callosum, sorry. <laughs> and, and so there, there are all these different fibers connecting the two and that space in between is called the corpus callosum. And so, uh, so when you are feeling emotions, right? That's happening in the right side of your brain. The right side of your brain is the one that's connected to the rest of your body. The emotions happen inside your body, right? So generally speaking, when you're feeling emotions and emotionally overwhelmed or, or you know, the emotions are very strong, you're, you're feeling it on the right side of your brain, right? And so by labeling what those emotions are and listing it, that is a function of the left brain, okay? Anything logic, list, linear, uh, label, the fact that this is all L's is, is really something your, your left brain is all involved with, right? And so by, by doing that action, right, by naming the emotions that you're feeling, you're actually drawing energy away from the right part of your brain into the left part of your brain, and you're creating a balance and an integration. And in that balance and integration, 
you're going to come down from the stress. You're going to feel better. You're going to you're going to enable your body to you know to kind of just regulate itself, right? And this is something I've talked about before. So pardon me for for repeating myself, but the it works the other way as well, right? So so if you find yourself just lost in thought, like you're just obsessed with thoughts that you're having, what you can do then that that means that the the energy is all on the right side of the brain. The right side is like boom 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 boom. The left side is boom 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 with nothing happening, right? So, so if you if you feel that and you feel like you're just stuck in thought, you just can't stop going over and over and over these things, sense into your body, right? What are the sensations that you're feeling in your body? Where are you feeling it in your body? What is it that's happening in your body? Now, boom, now we've created another balance between the right and left by taking the energy the other way, okay? So at any given time during the day that you can, and, and I recommend you do this several times a day, Right, like if you can, like as many as 20 times a day, right? Take one minute at a time and just examine what are the sensations of my body, name some of the emotions that you're feeling, and where are my thoughts, right? And now what you're gonna do is you're gonna start associating this sensation with this emotion, with this proximity of thought, right? And once you do that, now you're gaining emotional intelligence. And once you gain emotional intelligence, the next step is emotional regulation. And with emotional regulation, kiss stress goodbye. There's no, that, that's the, the antithesis of stress, right? Because we're able to regulate how our body is reacting to outer stimuli, okay? And that is the key, folks, all right? So 20 times a day, seriously, do that for a minute each and, and see how it works and, and let me know. And if you have any questions about this, let me know that too, okay? Thanks for watching this long video. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Uh, Art Burns signing off and wishing you well. And uh, hopefully I'll join you again tomorrow from my office. <laughs> and uh, I'll see you then. Take care. And don't forget, if you have any questions, please hit me up and, and let me know, okay? Either in the comments, send a direct message, uh, leave a comment on, on uh, YouTube, uh, send me an email at art at artburnscoaching.com. However it is you need to get in touch with me, get in touch with me so I can help you understand this better because there is almost no more powerful skill and no more helpful skill than emotional intelligence. And it is a skill and like any other skill, it is trainable. And the way to train it, just like any other skill, is through practice, just like. All right, everybody, have a great day. Talk to you soon.